Welcome to the Sparked Podcast, a place to keep your spark bright. Here I've brought together my most powerful tips from the last decade plus partnering with small businesses on all things leadership, mindset, people and culture. Here my approach combines intuitive psychology, strategy, neuroscience and results-based coaching to unlock your highest potential. Step into your power and truly own your role as a leader so that you can spread the positive impacts of your purpose-led work everywhere. My name is Emma Campbell. I'm a mindset and performance coach for purpose-led leaders. I'm a mama to two cheeky little munchkins. I'm a wine appreciator, nature-obsessed, stubbornly optimistic child at heart, and I'm here to inspire belief in what's possible for you because it is all so possible. I hope that this podcast leaves you feeling lighter, more inspired, and more ready than ever to go out there and take actions on your big dreams and vision. I can't wait to dig in. See you in the podcast. Oh, hello, hello. So happy to be here. Today is a beautiful little winter overcast morning in Perth and I have spent the last day, as in Monday, which is my day with the kids, running around at Kmart because it's my little boy's fifth birthday this weekend and we're going to be having a superhero themed party, which I am maybe just as excited as Oscar about because I've also bought a um, Wonder Woman outfit. (laughs) I'm like, as if the kids get to be the only ones to dress up and have all the fun. (laughs) So I'm so, so excited for that. And I just can't believe my little boy is turning five. Um, And I also just realized as I was sort of preparing for this podcast that it's really, really perfect timing because today I'm going to be talking a lot about me and about what changed five years ago for me, I mean, apart from, of course, becoming a mum, but one of the decisions that I, that I made back five years ago that changed my life. Um, So let me jump into it. I'm I'm actually surprised I haven't recorded a podcast on this topic yet, as it's, it's a really big and important one. Like it's a big, big and important part of my life. And depending on how long you may or may not have been following me and tuning into my story or previous podcasts, you may or may not know that back in the day, I used to suffer from horrible anxiety. And the peak of it was when I was at my first ever proper job, my first proper corporate job, um, first entering the workforce as a keen and eager little grad after graduating in psychology and business majoring in HR and it was my first ever HR consulting role and I just remember you know I think this (laughs) this particular role just had all the right ingredients for um, building an anxious Emma so basically I felt way too big for my boots you know I was being thrown challenges and responsibility that just felt way above my capability level whether or whether or not that was true or not that was how I felt in that moment throw in there 
an environment and and some people or but primarily an environment like a culture that was really founded on competitiveness perfectionism you know fear a lot of ego a lot of like you know macho status kind of vibes um and almost zero room for compassion care weakness or vulnerability like there was no room for emotion in that particular environment and for my very sensitive emotional you know um already anxiety prone nervous system like this was just a recipe for disaster on the outside I don't think that anyone had any idea from what I have like I even spoke to a friend over the weekend and she said oh my god Em I had no idea and this was a really close friend of mine so I guess you know I must have been holding a lot of it on in the inside and and still putting on like a brave front or whatever you want to call it but on the inside I was a bloody mess like I was in such a heightened state internally most of the time like um, trigger warning for anyone out there who experiences anxiety that this might um, bring up some old memories but you know heart thumping shaking racing thoughts like tension in the body a lot of overthinking like a lot of analysis paralysis like butterflies in my stomach gut issues all the things and you know often that is a thing with people with anxieties um because often their nervous systems aren't in rest and digest because they're in like fight or flight they're like ready to ready to run which is how my body often felt like it was ready to ready to sprint out that door or you know do something um often my poor gut suffered uh, because it wasn't in rest and digest mode and one of the worst moments during this time was i remember being in a meeting room with a whole bunch of people like you know all sitting around this boardroom table and they were all watching me as i was going to pour the water um from a water jug into a glass and my hand was shaking so bad that i almost couldn't do it and you know that was like a real low moment to this story and you know throw in there all the challenges and general nine to five long days all of those sort of things and at the time my only like coping tools or techniques that I had <laughs> was not so healthy like in the week or on the evenings I would be self-medicating with alcohol um, and particularly over the weekends you know I would um, use it as a way to kind of escape these these feelings that were so ever-present and then I would often have to spend days in bed just to allow my nervous system to recover so it was not ideal and I'd still arrive to work every day you know achieve 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 get stuff done because that was a really important value of me I'm, I'm quite a driven a, like achieving personality so that is still a value of mine um, but on the inside I was I was really struggling and after sitting with this horrible feeling inside of me 
for many years, trying my best to ignore it, push it down, all the things with not much success, I knew that something had to change, right? But I didn't really know what, like, I didn't really know where to start. So I, I did what most people do. I was like, all right, I know you're supposed to go see a psychologist if you're struggling mentally. So I went and did that on and off. I was what I'll say at the start. It took me a while to commit, which I think is really, really normal. So if you're at all in this state and you're kind of like tinkering with different things, just know so normal and you're not alone. If you're kind of playing with different things and it's taking you a while, you'll get there. Um, I was also listening to audiobooks. Um, I was diving deep into the research about mindfulness. Um, you know, I heard about this thing called meditation. <laughs> I tried it a couple of times, just couldn't do it, couldn't stick with it. I'd try it again. I'd give up on it for months and be like, this is bullshit. <laughs> I tried to go to Buddhism classes. I remember reading this book called Buddhism for Busy People. I was trying everything is is what I mean to say. Like probably a big one for me was I've always been like a big exercise person. So I would like really push myself. Like I was doing triathlons, exercising fanatically, like really trying to push myself to that point of like, like getting those endorphins in the brain going so that I could feel that calm inside. You know, I changed my diet. I learned about the gut brain connection, read books about psychology, brain, mindset, neuroscience. I read an, imp- an incredible book about the power of the brain to change itself through neuroplasticity. So like all of these things, so wonderful so amazing, so helpful. And they all count. They all count. Right. But I knew that I was avoiding the thing that I really needed to do. Like I was kind of like skating along the surface of all this, you know, like exercise and gut and all of that stuff, of course, really, really helps. But I knew that the deepest answer to my anxiety meant going within. Right. And so more, more to come on that in a little bit. So it was around this time that I, I started making some little changes in my life. Like I learned about the power of breath and about the parasympathetic system and how to access that, which is like the parasympathetic is like the rest and digest mode. It's like the calm restore one. And in all of my research, I started like learning about this thing called coaching and I started going, oh, this is cool that people like have jobs where they help other people with their goals and their life and their health and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, And not long after I decided to to do my own coaching certification and not long after that, I went and joined a coaching organization and I experienced the difference in an environment that was founded on safety and heart and care, like that feeling of 
being safe to be yourself, safe to make mistakes, safe to not be perfect. Like that in itself was just so healing and so calming for my nervous system. You know, I learned about the power of mindset and about change. And I had started to tune into this realization that coaching was my thing, like that I wanted to be a coach. And it was around then that I had my little baby Oscar. And it was around then that I was also working with my own coach who had asked me this incredibly magic question and taken me through this incredibly powerful process. So what she did was she asked me to first of all tune into what the vision of success for my life, for my business was, for my career. Like what was my highest dream? Like if success was guaranteed, like what would I want to do? What would I hope for? And my answer to that was to run a successful coaching organisation that supports purpose-led leaders on a mission to expand, you know, their positive impact in the world. And I painted her a picture in as much detail as I could of, you know, that, that vision that I could see in my future, which was, you know, owning a beautiful, rustic, spacious home, you know, full of love and going on caravan adventures in nature with our kids and, you know, speaking, speaking spots around the world and just so much love and joy in our house, like all the things and like a beautiful relationship with my husband, all of those things. And she then asked me, okay, fantastic. Em. She said, okay, now tell me, what's the identity that you need to step into to make that reality automatic? What is the identity that is aligned to that reality? What identity do you need to step into to make that vision automatically come to life? Like, who is that person? Who is that version of you that's already living that reality? Like, tell me about her. Like, what is she like? What does she do every day? What are her habits? How does it feel to be her? And she asked me a whole bunch of these incredible questions to help me get clarity on not only the vision that I was working towards, but the person that's in that vision, that's living that vision, you know, the personality that's aligned to that vision. And from that process, there was one, I mean, there was a whole bunch of insights that came from that. But there was one in particular that was so, so resonantly clear for me. Like when I tuned into that next level version of me, the one that's already living that vision, I knew one thing with absolute certainty. She was a meditator. <laughs> she meditated. 
it was that was a habit that she had every day she meditated and she was deeply connected to herself and something bigger than her you know she was grounded she was calm you know she's connected into the world around her right like she's got that that sparkle and i knew in that moment that that was my you know that was my my step that i had to take that that if i wanted to make my vision a reality like that was my answer if i wanted to step into that highest reality i needed to start to make meditation a habit today like that was the way that i moved towards that vision does that make sense and i needed to start doing it now and to do it daily and something else that helped really <laughs> nail in that habit was that i just had my baby oscar so yes five years ago or around five years ago today i had this beautiful little psycho amazing <laughs> energetic incredible baby um and it was so beautiful but often didn't sleep for longer than 20 minutes in a row and which had led to me having an even more heightened nervous system of not knowing when I would get to rest and so it was this as well so it was like two supportive pieces in there like one me knowing that it was going to connect me to my next level vision and two knowing that if I didn't do it I wouldn't be able to sleep or rest <laughs> really at all it was those two pieces that really helped cement this habit in and so I was really forced to turn like forced to turn to meditation in those moments to to help teach my nervous system to calm down and so i'd use these 20 minute intervals because i knew that like you know it could be 20 minutes it could be two hours that he'd sleep but i knew that usually i'd get at least 20 minutes that i'd like literally put him down usually feed him to sleep and then i'd like throw myself onto my bed and I'd put on my favorite meditation app, which is called One Giant Mind. And I'll link that in the show notes below. Highly recommend. And I'd practice this meditation thing. And I knew that even if I couldn't sleep in that 20 minutes, I knew that I could at least start to practice this habit, that I could at least reach a place of pretty like deep blissful calm, even in 20 minutes. And I still remember so clearly to this day that to me in those moments, it felt like coming home. It felt like sinking down into my little happy place, into truth. And the only word that I can really use to describe what it felt like it, it felt like sinking into my soul into a place of calm and happiness and warmth and like just oozy softness and safety it just felt like home and in the early days of meditation i even had some pretty rad experiences like i had these moments 
and not and this won't happen to everyone but I think it's worth knowing that this happened right at the start for me (laughs) I actually don't get this as much these days I kind of get quite different experiences but right at the start I had times when it felt like there was such intense energy spinning around my body like that it was spinning so hard that I felt like I had to hold onto my blanket on my bed or I might like start spitting myself. <laughs> I had times of the most pure, like states of being and the most pure joyous love and bliss that I've ever touched in my life and ever experienced. I had like light bulb moments drop in. I had moments of losing a sense of space and time. I experienced a sense of connection to everything, to the world, to people, nature, the universe, to a love bigger than I've ever known, to that sense of pure aliveness, like just pure life. I experienced sense of electricity and like tingling running through my entire body like big realizations about myself and my purpose, like a deep knowingness about the next step that I needed to take. And all of these moments, you know, around five years ago, they were everything. To me, they were coming back home after feeling so lost for so long. You know, they were moments of coming back to a connection, to the to that that awareness, you know, the calm, quiet awareness behind the thoughts, behind the thoughts. Because at the heart of it, we we are not our thoughts, right? Thoughts are just things that go through our mind. And we are the ones that notice our thoughts, right? We're not our thoughts. Because if you've ever noticed yourself thinking a thought, then that means that you can't be the thought, right? Because you're the one that noticed the thought. So they have to be two separate things. So you, you are the person witnessing the thinking and the thoughts. And that's what meditation does is it helps create that space between the realization that you, the truth of you, is not the thoughts going through your head. It helps create space between those two parts of you. And that's when you start to get real power over your thoughts. And for me, that's how I like to explain meditation to people. I like to give the analogy of the snow globe. So you know how like when you shake a snow globe and you've got all those little like snowflakes that are like going everywhere and how they're kind of like flying all around that it can almost kind of be hard to see the the image that's behind like in the center of the snow globe that's behind all those flakes but then as the flakes slowly start to fall to the bottom and slow down that that's when you get to actually see the image that's when you get to see what's really there behind it right that's meditation for me Because usually our thoughts, they're like the snowflakes. They're like bloody everywhere. They're zooming around in our brain. They're so busy and hectic that we never really get to see or hear the truth of what's behind them. 
like deep within. And that that's how I see what meditation can do for us is it quiets the mind. It quiets those snowflakes down so that as they fall away, you get to connect with the truth of you, the truth of what's behind all of those thoughts, which is your essence. You know, it's pure awareness. It's your it's the true you behind the little scattered thoughts. So my little boy, Oscar turns five on Saturday, which means that I've been meditating daily for five years now. And I just want to say, I'm so bloody proud of myself. (laughs) It has by far been the best thing I've ever done for myself. It's changed me. It's connected me to the truth of who I am. It's given me peace in moments when I thought I might lose my shit. (laughs) It's like the thing that I know that I could always come back to no matter what, no matter how hectic life got. I truly believe that it's been the thing that has enabled me to raise two kids, work 15 hours a week, and run a multi six figure purpose led coaching business, you know, feeling more inspired, more calm, more connected and more in love with life than ever before. And the reasons I'm sharing this with you is that I believe that if, if you want to make a change in your life, whether it's to start meditating, whether it's to build another healthy habit in your life, any sort of change that you want in your life, if there's something that you've been meaning to do, I truly believe that if you really want to make it stick, you need to ask yourself two things. And it's not enough to only look at one of these. I believe that you need two things. You one, you need to connect in with how would this new habit support your highest vision for your life and your highest dreams? So connecting with the future pleasure, how would this new habit support your biggest dreams? How would it move you towards it? And two, what are the costs of not doing this thing? What are the costs of not doing this thing? So to actually connect with what, it, what is the pain that you'll continue to experience every day of not making the change? You know, how has this thing been holding you back in the past? And I believe it's those two different pieces that really support like powerful change in your life. And for me, it all started with 15 minutes a day. Like it started with one tiny little baby step, 15 minutes a day. I mean, now I'm doing more like an an hour or two of meditation a day because I'm a bit obsessed. (laughs) But the research, the research says that the sweet spot for the greatest benefits to time ratio is just 15 to 20 minutes a day. That's all you need. 
And there, like beyond just my story that you've heard today, there are so many benefits to meditation. Like it'll thicken the prefrontal cortex in your brain, which is the part of your brain that manages like all the the higher level brain functioning, like awareness, concentration, decision-making. It's shown to reduce insomnia by 50%. So if you struggle with sleep, meditation will be your best friend. It reduces anxiety by 60%. If you meditate for longer than six months, like imagine what your life would be like if you had 60% less anxiety. (laughs) And I know for me, that's definitely the case. Like it used to be an eight out of 10 for me and it's now like a one or two out of 10. The research also shows that like employers who introduced mindfulness programs in the workplace experienced reductions in absenteeism by 85%. So less sick days. It increases employee productivity by 120%. (laughs) And it's shown to be a better pain reliever. Like meditation is a better pain reliever than many medications and with way less side effects, right? And, you know, as I shared a lot of these stats as at a resilience and mindfulness workshop last week, one of the things that I shared was that, you know, one of the things, one of the worst things that ever happened to me, which was my battle with anxiety, actually ended up becoming the best thing that ever happened to me because of what it taught me, because of what I was forced to learn in the process of overcoming this anxiety, how I was forced to grow and who I was forced to become and evolve into. And now I have the honor of like, you know, teaching all this, all this stuff that I've had to learn to heal my anxiety, right? Like now I teach about neuroscience, mindfulness, mindset, psychology, behavior change, meditation, the breath, stress management, resiliency techniques. Like I get to teach all of this stuff to my clients every day. So the worst thing that ever happened to me is actually now the best thing that's ever happened to me because what I, of what I get to do right now and the lives that I get to change with all of this information. So if you or your team are ready to anchor into the power of mindfulness and meditation, please reach out. I've got like a powerful resiliency and mindfulness workshop series that I've been bringing together that like, yeah, includes all the latest research techniques and practices to bring calm and confidence into the workplace during times and stress and pressure. So just send me an email on hello at emmacampbell.com.au or share this podcast with a friend who might need it. Sending you big love. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed, I would just love it if you took one little minute to leave a quick review or even to share this potty with a friend who you think might benefit from its message. It's honestly hearing your feedback that keeps me going and helps me spread the word to get in the ears of other people just like you who are going through similar challenges and keen for a little bit of inspiration. Thank you so much. I love you. I appreciate you. And I'll see you in the next podcast.